and welcome back to Grown Up. I'm Laura Blair. And I'm Abby Blairs. And we're here to navigate 21st century adulthood with our extraordinarily ordinary guests. Today we're going to talk about grief with the lovely Gary Andrews, aka Gary Scribbler on the internet, Instagram, Twitter, who describes himself on Twitter, Twitter and not me. I said before to Abby, I was like, I can't describe him as this skinny bitch. But he (laughs) describes himself as a shortest tubby illustrator and cartoonist. Gary is an ex-Disney animator and illustrator who used to direct Fireman Sam. And I first learned about him when I was watching The One Show. Um, His story really struck a chord. And I think he's a brilliant example of how to handle grief. Not just handling grief, but an example of how to... Handle bad shit. (laughs) Yes. And like make the most out of a really bad situation. Yeah, just like how to cope when things are going very, very wrong. And he's recently been on Channel 4, The One Show. He's done really well for himself. And we're going to learn exactly how and why he did it. Shall we bring him in? Yeah. Okay, so thank you for coming on, Gary. And now, let me get this right. You first noticed Gary when he was on The One Show? Yeah. On BBC One? I saw him on The One Show and I thought that his story just hit a chord with me like I don't actually watch the one show it was just on and it made me stop (laughs) and look at the TV because obviously I lost my mum in 2007 did Joy die in 2017? yeah okay so you lost your wife in 2017 I lost my mum in 2017 this comes on the telly and I'm like what's that? and start watching it and it just really resonated Mm. and I thought what what an amazing person what like an inspiration you are and then obviously when we start doing the podcast I was like we can get Gary on get Gary on <laughs> so in your own words tell everyone like what is it that you do um, what is I do that you noticed well um, <laughs> I for about a year and a half before my wife died I started keeping a doodle diary mm-hmm. because as as an artist in this day and age most of my work is digital I'm working on screen um, and I missed the sound of pen scratching on paper oh, and the, it's, and the it's feel. Oh, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you get that. You get that tactile thing. It, you know, it gives back. And I missed that, so I started doing a, a daily doodle diary, just observing the funny little things happened in life, or things that annoyed me, or just loads of little things. I was doing that for about a year and a half, and then in October um, uh, 2017, my wife was was taken ill while I was away on a business trip. And I got a phone call saying, can you get an early flight? Because she's going into hospital, it looks quite serious. So jumped on a plane, <clears throat> came back home. By the time I'd landed, she died. And it, it was sepsis. And it was completely unexpected. She was 41, very fit. Yeah. And uh, suddenly I was, found, I was left there, 57 years old, uh, seven-year-old boy, 10-year-old girl, solo parenting, unexpected. Yeah. And um, yeah, I... I uh, but that night, when I when I got home and I'd found out, and it came to the time when I would normally draw my doodle, and I thought I can't, I can't draw, I can't draw. And then I thought, actually, not only can I draw, I have to draw. Yeah. Um, and and I did. I mean, it was I couldn't think of much. It was just I just drew a broken heart. But 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 then the next night it came to that point again. But by then, twenty four hours had happened. Yeah. We'd started to come to terms with what was going on. So that was now we are three, and there was three of us with a star in the sky, and. And and so it went on, and very quickly the doodles became um, for me a kind of self therapy, a kind of way yeah. of analysing what had happened in my life that day, because um, it because the thing about grief and about that kind of a new life, everything's changing on not only a day by day but an hour by hour basis, certainly mm-hmm. in the beginning. And I, it would be my reaction to something that day. Sometimes it was funny. Sometimes it was you know it was about grief. Sometimes it was about solo parenting or whatever. And I just kept putting these up, mostly for myself 
mostly for my friends who I had about yeah. you know 600 people following me on Instagram yeah, so you weren't uh, on, thinking, on Twitter no yeah. it was purely oh, for me and mostly for my friends who were following and people who knew me or knew of me to, to see how I was doing because yeah. you know people were concerned and they could see oh that's that's where he is in the state of mind he's in so that's what it became do then, you, do you recommend that if anyone's like going through grief or anything yeah, similar? Just um, to, to uh, find an outlet. Find like any kind of outlet. I mean, anything that you do, especially creative outlet. And I mean, you don't have to be an artist. Because you no. should see me doodle. <laughs> but 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 then again, that doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's not the finished result that matters. It's the process of doing. Yeah. Um, you might you might love gardening or baking or running or whatever. And if you can channel something that brings you some sort of pleasure into an outlet for your grief bake your way out of grief you know what i mean if you you can find a way but you can you know you you can literally yeah exactly or in my case it was like you know eat your way out of it for a while i spent about a year eating like crazy and sort of put on lots of weight i thought what you said then was good that even when you didn't feel like doing it you made yourself do it i kind of had i just felt like i had to you know and it's become for me certainly i i can't now go to bed if i haven't done it i i, I literally i no matter how tired i am or where i am i i, I can't what, have finish you had my a day few too many at the pub uh, yeah well then it just becomes a very loose doodle yeah. how long does it take um, you to draw uh like like between one. 10 and 15 minutes oh my gosh they're, they're like they're, a work they're... of art though it took me like all day <laughs> i mean i well, just I mean, do it i'm, I'm lucky it's what I do. Yeah. It's what I do. Drawing is something I don't have to think about. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, it's what I do now. I can't yeah. I can't put up a shelf, but I can draw. I've got friends who are brilliant builders, but they can't draw. It doesn't matter. Everyone's got something they can do. I'm lucky that I can draw, so I've got that. Sometimes it takes me three times as long to think about what to draw than it does to draw it. If I've had one of those days where you're going, either lots has happened or nothing's happened, or you've had just had a day where you're so tired, you're going, what the hell happened today? And it's the process of choosing what to draw that can sometimes be be the harder bit in a way but um why do you think that people connect to your doodles well i mean i have sort of the evidence of what people say back to me i mean so what happened was that that they got picked up someone in the press noticed them okay and they asked if they could do an an article on it and 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 they said i said yes and then they sold it to the papers and it went into the mail (laughs) and uh well you know my my initial well my initial thought about the mail is i don't want it to go into the mail i mean i'm I'm a crazy old hippie lefty whatever and um i thought but then they pointed out to me just how much good work the mail have actually done um in highlighting sepsis and stuff and there's there's two different you know there's there's two different sides to every story and actually they have a very strong side in in sort of highlighting awareness on that kind of thing so i said okay the money they were offering i said had you know well you're not offering enough for a start. You need to offer at least three times that, and it's going to go to the Sepsis Trust. And they, and they agreed eventually, and that sort of thing. So oh, that was that's good. Really nice. And then they did like a three-page spread in the paper, and it went online, and it went nuts. And then my 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 Twitter following, I, I my phone started buzzing, and I was like, "What's going on?" And I looked at it, and I could see my follower numbers literally rolling like a counter as it started mm. going up as the paper and the news articles came out. To the extent I had to switch my phone, my notifications off because it was getting ridiculous. And my, and then. There's been a few other things since then, like the One Show and Channel Four and various podcasts. And my, my Twitter following went from about six hundred people up to the current figures about fifty three and a half thousand. Wow! Um, just for people who've it struck, as you say, it struck a chord. It's connected mm. with people, and I think what it is is there's a universality to grief. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter who you are. And the thing I've noticed with my followers, because I check in occasionally when it says you've got these new followers, I don't mm. look at everybody because I'd be there all day, but every now <laughs> and then you sort of check one out and go, oh, okay, you're a you're a sort of flag-waving, make America great again, you know, whatever. Oh, you're a, you know, left-wing, you know, whatever. Yeah, it, it could it, be it, anyone, really. Actually, it, it, it mm. covers the whole spectrum, left to right-wing. 
straight to gay, black to white. There's everybody follows me. And the one thing is they're all lovely. They are all Aww. so nice and have said such lovely things back to me. And what it shows is that underneath this surface we all have, mm. this superficial, you know, political leanings or whatever, underneath it all, we're basically human beings and grief is a universal thing. Yeah. And it's the one thing that is certain when we enter this world is that, that we're going to leave it. Yeah. And most of us are going to have to deal with that at some point. We all try to avoid it, don't and we? And it, it gets brushed, it gets brushed it under the carpet. A lot of people don't talk about it. Yeah, they're mm. kind of... Um, it's death it's taboo it's it's a subject that you just shh, it's hushed not in front of the children and you know oh so and so died and and you know it's yeah. almost like the word doesn't get spoken it's like but it's gonna happen yeah and, and most of us are it's a hard it. that when it does and if your friends do like for me i find it i know i don't know how to deal with it as a friend it gets really that's hard. also been hard for people and people have said to me i mean when i remember joy died and you know first time you'd meet somebody they give you a big hug and say oh, i don't know what to say there's no words you say well there are words the words are it sucks um it's it's yeah. really awful um do you want to should we talk about it you know and and you know when and people almost afraid of asking you how you feel in case in case you break down in front of, but, but the thing is that's the thing talking about it helps and not only helps yeah. you yeah. it helps them it puts your friends at ease then they'll open up and quite mm. often my friends have opened up to me because of the conversation we've been having and that it's just uh, if you're open and talk about it it's a very leveling experience mm. you know a lot of the audience i think probably would be asking now like how was it possible that you to turn these doodles into you've been on the one show you've been on channel four am i can i say this that you've got a book possibly coming out i'm hoping to yeah we're working on it at the moment like Uh, you've turned something that started into a coping mechanism into such a wonderful thing mm. like how do you think that happened i i it had nothing to do with me i don't know (laughs) i mean I, i the thing is i just drew from the heart I'm going to ignore the banging and continue because we're closer to the microphone than they are and we can filter them out. Um, Guys, I'm really going to apologise for the banging. We've got a bulldozer next door. One of the delights, of, the delights of recording in central London is, yeah. the, is the, uh, the building work that goes around. We say acknowledging the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is doing some de- redecorating. Or something. It's, it's a so noisy so elephant with tap so shoes on. Yeah. It's like every like, half an hour, just really give it a go. Yeah. I mean, that person's going to be exhausted soon. I mean, how long? It's like high intensity interval training. How long can you? <laughs> go at that level for not long he's gonna have to have at least 30 seconds rest in a minute yeah it took on this momentum of its own and i think it's because because of this universality because people recognized in it something of themselves you know it's not all about everyone who's lost a partner some people have lost parents or children or grandparents and some of the people who contact me it's happened years ago some it's happened days ago and they've all I think again because i say i keep using the same word it's a bit boring on me but the universality that that's what people are, are uh, um, latching onto, and not just people who are grieving a death or a loss, people who have recently divorced or yeah. just single parents clicking onto that side of it, the parenting side of it, because it's not all about grief anymore, because the initial intense pain of grief goes away and then you're just living your life. You know, one of the advice I would give to people, and I've had a couple of friends who've lost people since this happened, you know, and stuff, and I've said to them, just don't bottle anything, just go with the grief go with the flow of it yeah. don't try to fight it because that's when the pain start. the real pain comes when mm. you're trying to hold it in you know you stub your toe it's better to go and let yeah, the pain out than to sort of go you know it's it's and it's 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 a it's a mental pain not a physical pain but it's probably worse and if you can let it out it just makes such a difference how did you go about telling your children that joy had passed away uh i was completely open honest and straight with them basically they'd um, she died at 3.15 in the morning. Um, so 
my sister-in-law and their family were actually staying with us at the time um, conveniently thank goodness I can't even bear to think what would have happened if they hadn't been there because yeah. I'd been away so they'd come over and um, they'd arranged to go out for a, a, a climbing day at the local gym or whatever with them and their little cousins and so they had carried on with that they had taken them out for the day they'd managed to keep it from them I mean goodness knows how they'd kept it together bless them I, I, I just my hat's off to them they, but they were incredible um, I was you know over the Atlantic at the time so I landed at the airport and was met by my um, brother-in-law and my mother-in-law and they took me to the car and told me that she died and I had the one hour journey from Heathrow to where I live to come to terms with that so that I could then tell my children because they said we've managed to not tell them so that we thought you'd want to and I said yeah absolutely so I took them out to the garden because you know we just loved nature and trees and I wanted to be I didn't want to be stuck indoors I wanted to be outside when I told them um, so we sat down in the garden and I said listen guys I've got something to tell you if I can remember this exactly and see if I can hold it together while I tell you um, let uh, it out let it out yeah exactly yeah <laughs> I held their hands and said okay listen guys now you know that mummy went into hospital and they were like yeah yeah and I said okay so she was very very poorly uh, tried really really hard to sort of help and make her better but there was there was nothing they could do and she got very very poorly and I'm afraid that she's died and I just went straight in with the, with that word. And yeah. there was that moment where they looked at me and were like, it, you saw it sinking in and goes, well, yeah. mummy's died. It and must that, have been hard because it was so quick. Yeah, and, and she's died, you know. And and they um, they looked at me and then you could see the penny drop. And then, and then they, you know, broke down, obviously, and howled and screamed and made these... <laughs> these noises that I I don't ever want to hear yeah. coming out of a child's you know mouth again um, and we held each other for like 15 minutes crying and, and then the crying died down and then they sort of it, we sort of cuddled a bit more and then they said what's for tea you know and you go <laughs> and you go yeah uh, take away and are you and a then, cook uh, I you am now <laughs> <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Joy because she yeah. passed away from sepsis right yeah. and if something that you guys didn't know of or weren't aware no, of? No, you've heard the word. And now you do a lot of work to raise awareness. I, I, I try, I raise awareness wherever possible. I mean, I, cards on the table, I'm no medical expert. I, and because I wasn't there, I wasn't around it when it was happening. And to be to be honest, actually, they didn't know when she died what it was. It wasn't until the post-mortem that, we, that they discovered it was sepsis. I think she wasn't presenting, perhaps, in the classic way. I mean, that's the problem with sepsis. There are so many ways it shows but what I do now is I try and wherever possible I, I, I put out there you know the signs of sepsis things that so you can get what, I work with the UK sepsis, sepsis trust sepsis is basically blood poisoning it's basically your body goes into an aggressive defense of an infection so sepsis itself is is a is a is a condition if you like it's not an illness in itself you you've got a an infection of some sort or a secondary infection comes in and your body just goes I'm being attacked so your body attacks back and what kills you certainly what killed joy was multiple organ failure basically her body shut everything down to protect itself and that's what killed her what i love about your story is that like a lot of people don't cope very well with grief yeah and you've seemed to have come and dealt with it in a very good way that is probably a positive role model for many people out there you've gone and turned something that not only helps promote awareness but it's helped you and your family at the same time yeah i you know it was a horrible, horrible thing to happen. You know, it, mm. it was... I can't begin to tell you just what it feels like to have that part of yourself torn away unexpectedly like that. And it... it but I... You know, you've got two choices there. You, you, you can wallow in the self-pity or you can go, right, this has happened. Okay? I'm not going to let that define us and beat us. I'm going to take what I can from this and I'm going to make good come out of it. So you're sticking two fingers up at death 
and you're sticking two fingers up at grief and you're saying no I'm going to make good come out of this and I saw how wonderfully my friends responded to what happened and the love that came and the way people changed their lives and the way they were living based on, on losing yeah. her unexpected lose, losing a contemporary of yours when you're sort of in your late 30s early 40s one of your friends who's the biggest personality this this huge smile that walks into the room whenever she turned up and just brightened your life suddenly she's gone and people were like whoa and it changed the way they think and I thought there's a positive to be found yeah. here so wherever possible I try to you know have that glass half full thing and find the positives yeah. find the way well, to spread the word to make people talk to heighten awareness we've saved lives by people seeing the signs and every time you save a life or you make someone feel better about themselves you're just beating that tragedy yeah. a little bit and, you're, and it makes you know, her death less pointless if someone's sat at home right now listening yeah. to you and they're thinking that's great but I can't do that I, mm. it's been I don't know 18 months or something yeah. and I'm still like you know when they say time is a healer yeah. if they're thinking my time frame's going too slowly like it's been 18 months it's been two years it's been what, what, what advice would you give well, to someone I mean, who's totally t- feeling trapped the, first, that the first thing is there are no rules everybody's different and I can't say oh there's a right and wrong way to deal with it because there isn't because we're all individuals and we all cope with everything in life in a different way mm. um, I would say that if from my own experience and again I could be talking complete nonsense so but it's only I can only talk from my own personal experience if somebody is still feeling like that then perhaps they just haven't surrendered to the degree or, or let it in enough maybe they're still trying to fight the feelings yeah. I don't know certainly for the first you know little bit I, I fought elements of it and and that was really painful and it was when I let it when I said right I'm not going to be beaten but I'm going to let this go yeah. that's when it um it started to turn itself around and for me that happened quite quickly I mean I've always been a positive person anyway yeah, in you've my obviously life got a personality type yeah that is Good yeah, at coping with I, I'm a glass half full person. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I was, I was an only child. I lost both my parents by the time I was thirty, anyway. So I've I've known loss in the past already. Yeah, so you're kind of so I kind of lived. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kind of lived it grief. a bit. Yeah, experienced a grief. Yeah, what a, what a, what a thing to well, be. Hey. Um, yeah, so I'd had that. So the thing about that was, you know, it was still quite early to lose your parents, but it was still the right way round. You know, you, they yeah. are supposed to go before you. Maybe not quite so soon, yeah. but they did. So I I done that I'd got I'd been through that process so when Joy died although it was the wrong way around and it shouldn't have been that way around and it was crazy you know I'm an, I'm an older male it should certainly have been me that went first you know statistically yeah um but once you got past that I had been through grief before so I kind of knew what to expect from yeah. from certain feelings no, I mean I would just say to people that there's this thing is is surrender to the feelings let let the grief in let it let it do its thing and then go right are you done can we can we are you done for today can I, I've got stuff to do here can you can you leave me alone now for a bit come back tomorrow you know <laughs> I I, took, I I literally treat it like a like a thing yeah um the other thing is um if you have friends around you um don't exclude them uh, a lot of my friends said, what, you know, what can we do to help? We want to help, you know, sort of thing. And a lot of your friends feel helpless in this situation. Yeah, they're, they're, it's very and, true. And, and we, as, as, as people, can be quite reserved. And some people say, oh, like, what do I do? You go, no, I'm fine. I don't, no, I'm fine. I don't say, no, I'm not fine. I do need help. I need help with this or that or whatever. My, my friends were amazing. They, um, within 48 hours, 24 hours, 48 hours of her dying, they'd set up a WhatsApp group. 
um, oh. where a bunch of them all got together on there, and I wasn't allowed on because they talk about me. Um, <laughs> but basically, they were all there saying, "Has anyone seen Gary today? How's he doing? Has anyone been around?" So and they, and there. there was a couple of them, that, couple of them that run it who who said, "Right, if you need anything, let us know." So I used to, I'd give them a list to say, "Right, I've got things on these evenings." And they'd say, right, leave it with us. And then I'd get, the next day, I'd get a list back saying, right, so-and-so is doing babysitting this night, that night, this That's night, really that night. Lovely. And they, 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 and I keep saying to them when they do it, I say, you're so, I'm just so grateful for doing this. They go, no, we want to do this because, you know, we loved her too. And it, we feel like we're contributing. So take the help of friends if they offer it. I mean, oh God, the amount of lasagna I had when, when it, for <laughs> the people would turn up, I'm oh, doing your lasagna. <laughs> and you don't want to go At least you can, can you do something cook. else <laughs> yeah it, exactly it was it, lasagna the go-to food of the grieving and it was um, <laughs> but it was it, you know it was a, it was wonderful and I'm not I'm making oh, a, I'm making a joke lasagna? of it because it's so weird, I don't know it? I think people I think it's it's a good wholesome food but it's kind of it, 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 I guess people find it easy to make or whatever, but God, it's also I, I, mean, I, can't, I mustard, can't do it I, know, I don't know where start. to go you know. so but take the, take the help don't fight the grief you know and if you've got something that you do, channel your energies into that, like drawing, like baking, like cycling, like whatever, whatever yeah. it is, decorating, whatever I've it is. I've got a strategy for, you know, those very dark days. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you just Netflix. wake up. I have, I have a dream, like dreams. Yeah. I, I yeah, can it wake doesn't up have to be grief, does it? It like, could just be a bad day. Yeah, yeah, and a good way for the grief, I would say, is when I sometimes focus a lot on how my mum died, mm. what she was like when she was ill, mm. watching her dead face, and this is so morbid, no, you know, like yeah, these yeah, yeah, images yeah. that will never, ever go away. No. But my boyfriend, one day I was having like a proper weep, you know, really, really wallowing in it, and he said to me, right, stop it now, you're, you're not honouring your mum's memory very well here. Give me, right, now give me three things, three things, three good memories, go. Mm. So think about the, the good things, not, Absolutely. because you don't want, to focus I mean I think initially it's normal to be well, that way you've had this traumatic you, event which you're going to focus yeah, on yeah but you've got a whole life of a person until that point where they die like you yeah. want your death and if if I died or you died or Laura died I'm sure we did, wouldn't want people to just focus on how that moment. we died that there's one all those years leading time. up to it yeah. yeah so it's just sort of channel your energy onto the positive I side of things I completely agree and I do that force you know. your brain to do it and even write it down like if yeah. you're not good at drawing you can, you oh, can for right. sure write things down record even if it's, audio record be, memories anything yeah, doesn't anything. need to be well written memory jar like that. a lot of people do a memory jar yeah. where you have a jar and you just write a little thing on a piece of paper and put it in the jar Aww. and then you can you can go back through them and look at them and go oh yeah that you know that's quite a popular thing to do I guess my doodle's the equivalent of a, a visual equivalent yeah, of a memory yeah. jar so we, we have one sitting on the side with nothing in it um, someone gave us one and it was like I thought what a great idea and I've never done it because the doodles have, yeah. have, have kind it's of filled that thing it's not your outlet but, um, but definitely focusing on the positive of the memory of the person is absolutely one that's what we do all the time we mm. always talk about when we when me and the kids talk about it we talk about oh do you remember when mummy did that and wouldn't mummy be thinking this right now and yeah. we, we talk about the, wouldn't she if she was you know so we're not denying the fact she's gone but we're talking about the positive element of her personality yeah. and you know Yes, when she died, I was, I was, I was, you know, furious at Universe for taking her away from me when, when, when they did. Yeah. But then you go, but hang on a minute, we had nineteen perfect years. Mm. It was just the best, you know. And um, so many people don't have that in their life. They don't get nineteen brilliant years, you know. It, it doesn't. It, it, and and I have to say, I was lucky. I had that. I'd have liked nineteen more. I didn't get them. But I'm not gonna. That's. I'm not going to let my grief destroy the thought that I had 19 good ones already. So I'm going to focus on those and go, wow, I, was, mm. I had the best time. I was lucky. Now that's gone. 
I'd make the new me and I move forward. Her memory, I'm not um, disrespecting her memory by moving forward in my life. You know, she, I will always, that love for her will always be there and always remain. Um, but it's not going to stop me going on and getting on. And, and, and you, you have to sort of think yeah. that way as well. What's in the pipeline for you now? What's oh, the next my gosh. Um, I, I, I keep on keeping on. You know, it's, <laughs> um, there's, there's a couple of quite interesting things that haven't been announced properly yet. But there's oh, a couple of okay. quite nice... They might really, have been announced really by the time nice. we edit they this. Might, they <laughs> might be announced by the time you edit that. All I can say is if if, if by the time you're, you're listening to this, just check out my my, my, uh, Instagram my social bio. media. But yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and if something so if it's happened, you'll things see. Are coming. But there's a couple, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm working on the book. Um, I find this bit fascinating that you've turned something so awful, like devastating to you and your family into mm. something so positive. And you've got yeah. all these exciting things in the pipeline. Yeah. But also you get joy keeps alive through it completely yeah. oh, and it keeps her memory alive and it keeps but it doesn't keep her alive in a kind of museum mausoleum-y kind of yeah. way it keeps her spirit and energy very present yeah uh, her legacy it must be like, really nice for you very and your family positive. to have that yeah and it, and it is and it is I think her everything is is that I do that talking about the grief talking about all the things I'm doing going forward in these little projects they're all because of her. Can you tell yeah. us any of the projects? <laughs> oh, or give us a little taste. Well, I can, I, I mean... Any um, more TV shows? Because you're cracking on with that. <laughs> <laughs> you're quite a regular. Uh, We're honoured that you... I can, see, I can see you on Loose Women soon. Oh, God, oh yeah, imagine, 100% Loose Women. They'll be in touch Oh, my gosh, there, they'll be there. Um, <laughs> or or, or Philip, and, Philip and Holly. Oh, nice. oh yeah. Um, that would be nice, <laughs> wouldn't it? I don't know. To be, to be honest, the, the best awards for me is when I get the message from people saying that they've read the signs and of sepsis and they, Joy's, and they, Joy's they've taken somebody to hospital. Lives, hasn't it? Oh, well, I've, I mean, just on on first hand evidence alone from people messaging me, I mean, 15, 20 people at least so far have said to me directly, because of reading what we read, we took our friend, yeah. cousin, relative to hospital or whatever, and they're still alive. And if we hadn't read it, they wouldn't be. You know, so we know for a fact that, that we've saved lives, yeah, which is which is awesome. just incredible. And he, there's other things. There's things like um, I, I got a lovely message from somebody who said that you know, oh my my brother lost his wife a year ago and he's been really shut in and wouldn't talk about it. I showed him your drawings and now he's opened up and talked about it and blah blah. Things like that. Mm. Those are the sort of things that I feel. Well, we've touched we've touched people and her legacy has touched people's lives and uh, and got them talking again. And, and that you know that sort of thing just makes me feel incredible. Those those are worth more than any piece of shiny metal or whatever you know as a family because obviously you've been thrown into a single parent situation mm. how do you cope with your own grief while still being a single parent can you I, give any tips to yeah. someone that yeah don't hide it from the kids thrown into that situation don't hide it from the kids i said to them you're going to be upset you know there are going to be times you'll, you'll you know you'll want to you know and cry and scream whatever you can always come to me you can always talk to me about anything I said and there are going to be times when I'm going to be crying there are going to be times when, when you'll see me grieving about mummy you know I've lost her I miss her I love her I'm not Had going to hide it from you have you before? I wasn't a big crier I think I think the only times I can remember crying in the last sort of 20 years were when they were born you know <laughs> <laughs> just the tears of joy you know what yeah. I mean and um, I I think I don't cry at movies and stuff like that because I know how they're made, you know, and I work in the business. So you, you're looking at that bit going, oh, look at the editing there, you know, yeah, or, look, you look at the choice they've totally made there, angle. whatever. Now I cry at everything I watch, you know. I mean, yeah. the emotions have got so high, close to the surface. Now. I'm always blubbing at the telly. Do you feel like your empathy levels have gone upwards? Yeah. Like yeah, whenever completely. you hear a bad story about yeah. someone, you just it touches you more. Yes. I feel like that. Um, and my, 
my bullshit radar has gone up as well. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, same, if you, if when, when you see that manipulative kind of um, oh, sentimental schmaltzy bollocks, yeah, there's no way that affects me anymore at all. But genuine emotion, yeah, and even stuff that isn't obviously genuine emotion that can really affect me. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that, there's an interesting <laughs> thing. But yes, yeah, like, but, but yeah, they hadn't so they hadn't seen me cry much before. I mean, they do now. I've you know when something will come on and we'll sit watching the telly or whatever, and Lily will turn around and she see that I've got tears going down my face, and they just. <laughs> go that little bit closer to me you know I just get that little lean I don't say much about it when they see me crying but they don't shy away from it or get embarrassed by it they they sometimes just just you've lean in really that bit tighter or whatever which is really lovely has there ever been any moments where you've thought oh god I don't know how to handle being a like parent like um, but most of the time I'm awake. <laughs> I feel like that. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that because um, she's had your daughter's heading into teenage phase soon. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, those hormones are already. She's already eleven, going on seventeen. Bless her. She's um, yes. The hormones are, are sort of raging already. I you know I, I say to her, you're going to be so grumpy. She's, I'm not going to be grumpy. Yes, you are. I'm not. Go, okay. <laughs> I think when yeah, someone yeah, tells you you're grumpy, and yeah. it makes you grumpier. <laughs> she's very funny. I mean, yes. I mean, I, I'm kind of prepared. I'm lucky enough. I was a as a I was always a very present father and, and I'm, I'm you know I'm very modern in the way I think about things you know so I haven't got a problem with any of that sort of thing and my daughter and I talk about everything and anything and you know she came downstairs to me about oh that must be about six months ago I said I've got a tummy ache dad and I went really darling what have you eaten something funny where is it she says it's cross here and I went oh. uh. <laughs> how long have you been like that oh two or three days with that ah oh. Right, okay. I'll give some circle. And I said, no, well, I mean, I mean, no, what I did then was I said, right, um, uh, the next morning we got a little bag out and I put a panty liner and some spare knickers Aww. in it and we put it in her school bag and I said, look, well, you know, this obviously, you're not starting a period, but this is your body telling you it's coming soon. So when it does happen, because you saw mummy, she, you know, Gosh, she, so I put this little bag in her thing so and cute. said, there you go. <laughs> give me a pair of your pants that aren't your favourites and we'll put them in there as spares. Oh, this is and, you know, and, and she was like, we sorted it out together and she's got it in, and it's been in her bag ever since, you yes. know. And um, so, I, yeah, I can talk to her about I stuff like that. I always remember when my mum went away one time, don't know where she went, and my dad made our school lunch boxes and I had a Barbie in there. I had... <laughs> Sweet. It was like Christmas in a lunchbox. It was amazing. I don't uh, know what, if that happened, my dad would have been lost. It would have been great. I put very healthy things when we do a pack lunch. They look at me like, you're making me eat that. It would have taken some time to get. <laughs> but, um, I, I don't expect there are yeah. many dads that would um, do what you did. I wish they could. Or not even think about They'd be like, yeah. I'll, I'll give your Auntie Lisa a call. Yeah. That's my Auntie Lisa. Well, we've Auntie got, Lisa. I mean, we do have a lot of lovely sort of <laughs> female would. female friends who are, you know, in their sort of, you know, 30s or whatever. Younger friends who are, you know, close friends of ours who they know very well who they she can go to if there's anything she really feels she can't talk to me about she knows there are people she can but what I try and do with her is just say look I'm going to be open with you I talk to you about stuff you can be open with me and and I said to her if there's something you don't want to talk to me about then talk to so and so um, but I'd like to think you'd come to me first, yes, sort of thing. And, and she just talk about it. She she does, you know, which is which is great. And uh, I'm, you know, I hope it stays that way. I don't know. It won't. She'll be a teenager, then she won't want me in anywhere near. But I mean, <laughs> I, I'm going to hang on there until I can. But yeah, I just, I mean, it just carries on that policy we've had about everything about just being open, be open, be honest. Um, people would rather hear than not hear about things I think and if anyone's going to have a problem with it and they, then then you don't need to know them yeah, you know yeah. if you have an issue and you know just on, just no go on I, I'm done I was going to say I feel like 
when something bad like this happens, you realise who your friends are. You really and do. And it sounds a bit negative, no, but you But definitely... you really do find who your real, your real yeah. friends are. And I had friends who were just sort of, in the early days especially, you're on your own, you're on your own this evening? Yeah, I am, yeah. Fancy a bit of coming? Yeah, go on then. And they'd just turn up with a couple of bottles of beer and we'd just sit on the sofa and watch a movie, barely say a word, and they'd just be there. And they'd be like, right, see you, see you, you know, I'll Aww. give you a shout tomorrow. And they'd go. And you go, that's amazing. We didn't need to do anything particular. They just wanted yeah, to be. Just present. And that was incredible, you know. And that, You've got some awesome friends. Yeah, you've I'm got, very I lucky. I think that you probably oh. are an awesome friend. Because oh. don't you think, like, you know, like attracts like. And oh, that's very good. I mean, you know built a nice group of people around you well, over time we, without we, really thinking we, we about we did i think you know it, yeah. it's you know joy was an incredible person and um you know she was uh, she touched lives without even realizing she did it you know and that's the thing that's come back to me is the amount of people that have come up to me like mums in the playground and say you don't know me oh, i didn't really know your wife very much but i've been crying for a week since i heard because Aww. her smile she used to smile at me and make me just feel so welcome every day even though we never really spoke and just people like that saying you know she was one of those people you know and yeah. and that yeah i was uh, i was incredibly lucky and yeah. uh, you know i guess it, you know what goes around comes around and and you know she didn't have a bad bone in her body and i guess that's that's helping us now you know yeah. be nice that's the most important thing and it just yeah. be nice to people for god's sake yeah you're only on this planet once not a dress rehearsal just live it and be nice that's yeah. one of my main mottos in life like people yeah. th people get very stuck in a thing that they they do this loads like you only get one yeah. chance like yeah live it yeah go for that's it my motto in definitely life. Should well, we wrap up there? yeah thank you for coming on it's, it's been very been, interesting to listen to your story my absolute pleasure and I'm very sorry about the banking. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you could have arranged that better. Couldn't you? They've stopped now. I know they've stopped. Should we say it all again? So annoying. <laughs> yeah, thank Fantastic. you for coming on. Thank you, thank so you. Much. Thank you for having me. And guys, all Gary's like handles and will be all on our Instagram profile. So we'll just tag him in everything, so you can go find his information out there. How nice is Gabby? He's lovely. He's so sweet. Bless him. He's such a like a positive, upbeat personality, isn't and he? And just off the record, as he was leaving, he told us such exciting things in the pipeline yeah. for him, which are, are off. What's it called? Off the record. Off the record. So you yeah. can't tell us just yet, but stay tuned because Gary's got a lot ahead of him, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, you have to keep an eye on yeah. him and his social media. So for me, I feel like that's really like highlighted, like how. If I compare him, he's a dad. My dad's a dad. My dad lost his wife, my mum. And, like, the two different people, like, it highlights how people deal with things so, so differently. And how you can take, you can wallow in your grief or you can take a positive from it. And I'd just say, like, like Gary said, there isn't a right or a wrong way to be. But it's worth noting that you, you do not need to wallow in your grief. There's always another option and there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. I feel like with my dad, he was definitely for a very long time more of a wallower. I don't want to be negative about him, but he he just his personality is nothing like Gary's. Like it's the he was super super down on everything, and it's just nice to see someone who has a different outlook on things. And I think that anyone who is more of a negative personality type can take something from those people that cope a little bit better turning his grief into positivity yeah, in some way yeah. and just even when he didn't feel like it just plowing on plowing with on it. and getting on with it plowing <laughs> plowing <laughs> plodding along that's the one <laughs> plodding on why did we both say plow <laughs> sexual in a way um yeah also on a side note i've noticed that the people that do really well on social media aren't doing it because they're trying to get followers like you started your 
fashion because you love fashion. Yeah. He started this because he's trying is, to deal with something. That is the key to social media. Yeah, you have to have a passion about what you're doing. You can't just be like, I just want loads of people to follow me. Yeah, it's so true that you, to, I think to be successful in social media, you just have to do it for the passion and not mm. for, because also you have to do a lot of it as well. Yeah, you can't just be Like half, every half day half-hearted. is very dedicated. Mm. I think people look at, like accounts like yours and think that somehow it's easy but I watch from the sidelines and think that is like such talent like you're so talented and it's such an effort isn't it like so so in order to be able to continue on with that level of effort you have to be super super into it like you're really passionate so and also I think a lot of people these days are like social media is really bad it's bad for your health don't go on, in, on the internet a lot but actually a lot of like Gary in particular has used it to not only spark a whole new career for himself, different direction, but also like has a it's saving outlet. lives through social yeah, media. It is it saves lives. So don't look at that a- average activity, which mine is like five hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. I don't even know if that's bad. I don't know. Yours will be like one. <laughs> no, I, d- I think I go on quite more than you think. Oh, oh it's quiet coming ones. out now. Always the quiet um, yeah, you also mentioned like mental health and depression, didn't you? Like how it Gary's outlook is good for like anyone that's in a bad spot. Yeah, not just about grief because some. I mean, like if you go through a breakup, you can sometimes feel so depressed. I think that I've had breakups where it's felt like grief. It's like if, you, if someone it, breaks up with you, it's like sometimes like they've died. Just I know that sounds no, it's true because you're never gonna. Well, it's not a, mine definitely was. I never talked to her just again. disappeared. <laughs> You might as well not. <laughs> Didn't even say bye. After three years. Um, but yeah, so even any sort of kind of pain, you could take his technique, not that it's a technique, but kind of is, like dedication and outlet every day just to like channel your pain. Yeah. I'd be in the gym, this is why I'm skinny. <laughs> I found that exercise is um, really good for grief. Boxing, this is something else. Yeah. Therapeutic, yeah. therapeutic, very therapeutic. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed Gary and go go give him a follow because he's so lovely and he's got such a great journey ahead of him. He's definitely it's a definitely exciting one to watch. Please subscribe and leave us a review too, preferably a five star one. Yay! <laughs> you could also follow us on social media at grownup underscore official. And if you have a topic you want us to cover, this is your bit, not That's mine. Fine. You can just <laughs> take it away, Laura. Yeah, if you would like to join us on our quest to navigate 21st century adulthood or if you have a topic that you want us to cover you can email us at thegrownuppodcast at gmail.com see See you next week. week